Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. Okay. How was your practice? It was good. Let me tell you about what else happened today. <laughs> I locked myself out of the house. <laughs> Remember how I said like, oh, I almost locked myself out of the house. Today right. I actually did. Okay. So I, I went outside. I had all my <laughs> stuff with me. And I'm like, huh, it's a lot warmer than I thought. So I put my jacket back and I picked up a sweater instead. Uh-huh. Little did I know my keys were in my jacket pocket. Uh-huh. And I closed the door behind me and I'm like, oh, crap. And I tried to jiggle the knob, but right. it was locked. Uh-huh. And I had no car keys uh-huh. and no way in the house. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? So then I started feeling around my windows, looking like I'm breaking into my own house. <laughs> and I found out that the back window was unlocked. Look at that. So I managed to open it up. I put my lawn chairs out and climbed into my own house. Why didn't you just climb into the window? I The window's tall. I'm short. <laughs> I needed to get up on something. It was it, it was shoulder level. So what you're telling me is that you look like a 12-year-old. Breaking who, into his own who, house. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this after, very rich 12-year-old after, after school kid who pulled out the, the trash yes. can because he forgot... His key. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's so unfortunate. Yep. Let me tell you what I did today. I am ready. I woke up and was like, oh, I don't have to work today. But I thought you did have to work today. I do. <laughs> I, in a panic at uh-huh. 8.15, was like, oh, I have to go to work. <laughs> and I only knew because I started getting dinged. Why did you think you didn't? Just... I don't know. I just woke up and thought I didn't have to go to work. <laughs> Like, no, not today. Go home. School is in session today, yeah? Yeah, school. Okay. Yeah, class, class is in session. Okay. Um, I don't know why that surprises me. It just seems like President's Day is usually off. I think President's Day is also just like a, it's a bullshit. Yeah. You know. Presidents. <laughs> we do get uh, Lee Jackson Day, though. I didn't even know that was a holiday. Do you know who Lee Jackson are? No. Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. Oh, they, they fought somewhere? They were Confederate captains in the Confederate Army. Oh, so they were on the same side, so they didn't fight each other. Right. Stonewall Jackson got shot in the back by his own troops, though. Oh, no. On purpose, or was this an oopsie? You didn't know about this? Dude, I have never taken American history. Okay, all right. (laughs) Tell me everything. Everything you tell me, I'm going to believe is Bible truth, by the way. He was probe by aliens. So Stonewall Jackson, was this massive man, like six foot two, 250 pounds, which back then was gigantor sure right nice big shoulders linebacker style Mm, i like this description (laughs) and so he he got out of a trench right yes and his back was covered in dirt and so it made him look like he was part of the union oh okay and so his own guy shot him that sucks in the back yikes yeah so and then robert e lee of course is the you know commander-in-chief of the confederate army okay so and he was not shot in the back. He was not. No, good. But he was Virginia. Virginia still yeah. celebrates them as a holiday. Well, there it is. And in fact, in some cities like Portsmouth, yes, it's Lee Jackson King Day. What? Robert E. Lee, yes. Stonewall Jackson, yes. and Martin Luther King. Why? <laughs> Why is that a day? <laughs> well, because they combine Martin Luther King Day. Oh, is it on the same day as Martin Luther King Day? It's a well, it's a separate day. Robert Lee Jackson Day is on the Friday before MLK Day. Okay, so they just make it an extra long weekend. Exactly. That's somehow inappropriate, <laughs> but let's very move on. inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> well, that's what we do here in Virginia. Is it? Can't get enough. I could. 
<laughs> You're like, I've had enough. I could take a day off. I don't know what day it is, Stephen. It's President's Day. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> what the shit? Are you still in January? I don't know, man. I can't get out of it. What's wrong with your life? What are you doing tomorrow? I guess I'm going to work. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> So I had some really good beers this week. Oh, yeah? The first one was uh, Commonwealth's Wolverine Baltic Porter. Hmm. Yeah, it's super delicious. Uh, porter. Wolverine like the animal. Yes, like not like the Marvel Wolverine. Yes. Right. And uh, it's aged on Spanish cedar. Oh. Yeah, it's very, very tasty. Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. It's not the Berserker Claw. <laughs> I also went to Vibrant Shores. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the brewery at the Vibe District or whatever it's called mm-hmm. in Virginia Beach. Uh, really the good Virginia beer. Virginia Beach Arch District. Yeah, very nice uh, brewery. It's it's small. Yeah. Uh, it's two floors. Okay. Uh, they have um, seven or eight different taps. I tried their Colch and their Brown, both very good. Um, the ones that I was really excited about were their masterpiece series double ipas uh i had their orange uh, ruby orange one which is very grapefruit and orange-esque mm-hmm. not my not my favorite i'm not really um but their modern art one was really good it was actually like traditional and dank and oh. tasted like hemp and delicious all the way cool. so big fan of that one uh they also make craft root beer there that they brew there oh nifty. and they growler it okay so, which is cool. pretty cool and they, they have like co- different like variations of it or is uh, it they just... just have the one okay rhett's artisanal rhett's the owner uh, right it's artisanal root beer and they have a kombucha on tap and a cold brew coffee on tap okay cool um no it... food besides a popcorn machine they have a little popcorn machine that's a big thing yeah popcorn machine i don't know you don't like popcorn i do it just doesn't i, I feel like there should be a show involved if i'm eating popcorn for some no, reason popcorn's a good snack no <laughs> what the fuck what other snack are you gonna have I don't know. Pretzels? Pretzels and beer? Makes sense to me. Popcorn works just fine. I just think that you're a snob. Oh, that's fair. I uh, went to Benchtop the other day. Cool. Had yeah. the Walter's Whip Baltic Porter. Yes. Probably my least favorite out of the Walter series. Okay. Um, what's the whip? What's what's the whip? Yeah, like what makes it Walter's Whip? It has... Because like p- the breakfast one has like the maple syrup or whatever. Yeah. This one has uh, a, a, a lager yeast in it. Okay. And it has Dutch cocoa, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, and caramel. It's good. Okay. But it is not the, it's not my favorite out of the Walter series. Okay. Which Walter, is your favorite? Walter's Toast. Oh, yeah. That one is good. That, that's the French Toast one. Yep. Wicked Walter's up there, too. I haven't had that one. That's the barrel-aged one. Okay. Uh, like bourbon barrel or something bourbon like that? Bourbon barrel, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's fine. I like Deshane's Delight. I think better. Okay. Than Walter's Whip. And that one's a Dark Tower reference, right? Because I know they right. had that one. Then they had the oh, the weird one that's like made out of a weird bread yeast that's has a crazy oh. name and they drink it in the Dark Tower series. Right. They do a bunch of weird stuff and I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Um, sure. They had the lobstrosity. That was the other Dark Tower reference. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was a while ago though. Yeah. Yeah. Um they they have a new jam packed as okay. well jam-packed version four okay um this one's with blueberries which is so good nice so so good there's a there's a chain or a series of sours at vibrant chores as well but i didn't even bother <laughs> i'm like no i'm all right um my favorite beer that i had is from a new brewery to me at okay. least um it is from nightmare brewery oh cool um i'm gonna show you the can art real quick oh that looks sweet right um, Everybody so, look. <laughs> this is uh, the Blood Eagle. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> which is a Scandinavian-style sour ale uh, brewed with lingonberries, hawthorn berries, cloud berries, I don't... strawberry, okay, I know that plum, <laughs> pear, and cherries. That's nuts. Um, you could definitely taste the strawberry and the cherry. Okay. I don't know what the other things taste like. So... Yeah, I don't even know. I think they were made up. What the hell's a hawthorn berry? <laughs> um, so the rest of them are all netherlands danish berries okay i thought like you could nor- say nether berries, <laughs> nor- nor- berries? northern european berries okay never heard of them um i neither yeah man you don't know what they taste up. like <laughs> um cloud berries are very similar to blackberries okay and then lingon berries are closer to like cranberries okay i don't know what hawthorn berries are no no idea so yeah blood eagle was absolutely fantastic it was it's it was a great sour i haven't had a great sour in a while nice and very cool that was that was high up there i had the uh, sour ale from uh oozle finch that was supposedly with sarsaparilla oh yeah you said it, it didn't taste it like didn't root beer. taste like root beer That's at all i even let it like come to room and it would just, just doesn't do anything yeah i mean i wonder how much root beer you can taste you can get without ending up just being with a hard root beer you know which i think would have been fine yeah or it wasn't a sour it was a berliner well, so. that is a sour, Stephen. That counts as a sour. It's yeah, the but same it's, not, family. it's not a sour ale, though. Okay. There's a difference, Chris. Yes. It's in the sour family. Don't come for me, okay? <laughs> you can stay over there. <laughs> Speaking of coming for us, Troy. Yes. Bring it. Boy. Yeah, bring bring the uh, bring the Lucky Charms <laughs> yeah. defense. Yeah. If you, if you bring a good old Lucky Charms beer, I'll bring an actual Lucky Charms beer. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we will uh, we'll, we'll drink off. <laughs> I don't know. Taste Drink off. off. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Meet us in the alley behind yes. Smart Mouth. Yes. And fight us. No, I am not a strong person. <laughs> no. How about we just drink another beer? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll watch you guys fight and, yeah. and drink the liquor. I drive. still stand by that beer is uh, gross. Who knows? Maybe it's different this year. Maybe. I will not go wait for hours in line for it. I, didn't ha- I don't have like a super hate for it. I just don't understand the the, the excitement hype. the hype besides i mean lucky charms neat but i'm also not like the biggest fan of smart mouth beer okay i kind of think most of their ipas just kind of taste the same well they're yeah they're they're base ones i think that's why they got rid of the rule g and now they have the game on right which isn't significantly different right i like their zoinks their zoinks was good yeah i'm not a sour guy but yeah out of those that was okay that whole scooby-doo series yeah was it was a little tasty but I do like their 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 new space, their warehouse space is cool. That is pretty neat. You know, and 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 their, their alter ego saison is like my standard like that's my baseline that, That's your saison. baseline saison. That's, that's fine. It's a very yeah. good one, easy to find. Yeah. Plus I don't know another brewery that has a a saison as a flagship that's local. I don't think anyone does. No. That's why I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I do wish they would take a little bit more risk. Maybe that's what the pilot house. I mean, we need to pay more attention to them. That's where all the crazy stuff happens. So I'm not sure if you saw this. Okay. Um there is a Kickstarter out right now for a Codex of Companions. Tell me more. Um, so it's called Stibble's Codex of Companions. Okay. Um, it's a supplement for, for 5e. Okay. Um, the, the quote on it is, Providing unique animal companions, familiars, and pets, along with new ways to use them at your table. Ooh. Um, it has uh, dozens of pets, 150 pages. Oh, of, my goodness. Of and familiars um the one thing that is interesting is there's a whole race of mushroom people 
Oh, Mykonids? <laughs> yeah. Mykonids, yeah, yeah, those guys are cool. That you can use as your uh, as your familiars. Uh, yeah. but- <laughs> I want to make a character that has Mykonids as their buddies, and he just licks them every now and then, and something crazy happens. Now, the thing that I thought was cool, which would be cool for your Chalice and Chains group, mm-hmm. is there, there are mechanics built in for familiar loyalty. Oh, that's So, if cool. you don't treat your familiar right, yep. you know, if we leave them on the edge of a cliff... We have sent them into great peril. Right. <laughs> then they'll be more or less loyal to you. you oh. Know? I think our familiars will be very disloyal to just about everyone in the party. Right. They just we just summon crazy things and they run in and trigger all the traps. Um so yeah, so it's uh it's pretty cool. They have a whole like set of like rewards and or of uh miniatures. You know, definitely don't have to get that. You can get the the hardcover for thirty eight bucks or the PDF for twenty. Oh, that's not bad. Not for one hundred and fifty pages worth of content. No, not at know? all. I so, don't know if I want to encourage my players to make more animal friends. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we're outnumbered. They have a whole friggin' zoo. What they what, just summon? What if at a certain point, like there are just more animals than players? There are. <laughs> there are. He summons eight cows by himself. The druid. <laughs> yeah, but they don't stay yeah there's only one the the red leader six that's in charge of the other cows right. oh boy the most important cow. the most important cow he's the squad leader so there's this interesting thing happening where like there's you know how at the beginning of the year we talked about like kickstarter use and all that sure a lot of people are using um kickstarter for rpgs this year which is yep. interesting but there's also this developers or publishers are using things like backer kit and game found which are traditionally pledge managers okay right that you use after a campaign right and they're using those for crowdfunding for like pre-order systems oh that's yeah. interesting uh for instance there's a uh, a new game coming out from roxley okay. called gorilla marketing okay oh is this going where i think it is <laughs> um so it's a it's a very simple party game right okay. where you're trying to convince someone else to buy your product and they just happen to be animal themed. Oh, okay, right? that's good. I was waiting for us to be gorillas. Yeah, and so they've already have it. They already have it produced. Okay, right. It's already in warehouses, and there's a deluxe version and a retail version, right? Um, and so they're handling it like a pre-order, but there's like stretch goals for additional content down the road. So through like, Kickstarter or through the pledge manager? Through the pledge manager. So they just yeah. bypass Kickstarter entirely. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. So they, you know, they they save. You know, depending on how well the game does, right? Sure. Like Kickstarter takes, I think it's ten percent or something okay. like that, or like five percent, right? Some some big chunk. Yeah. We talk about a multi million dollar campaign. Sure. Know? I was always wondering, like, why there isn't like it seems like everyone uses you know, Kickstarter for one thing and then back it for another thing, and there's like different steps along the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kickstarter is it's the it's just like posting videos on YouTube, right? Okay. Everyone is in YouTube. Yes. So that's why you post videos there. Everyone is already on Kickstarter. I see. So you post, you, so you it's launch hard. your okay. game there, right? Sure. It's it's like it's like a marketplace. So with Backerkit, they might be selling, they might be saving some money, but they'll have less exposure, right? So they might spend that more money on marketing and stuff like that. I see. And for them, you know, they they already have a following from you know Dice Throne and from the uh, the Iron Spades okay. and Brass and all that. So I don't think it's a good thing for you know individual or small yeah, business. Yeah, but. For, Somebody who's got a following? Yeah. You know? Well, maybe that'll end up being like what you mentioned, how sometimes you don't like how the bigger companies use yeah. Kickstarter for that. Maybe this will be a good compromise. Yeah. And you still get the stretch goal thing where it's like, hey, in seven months, we're going to deliver this additional content. It's just like additional cards and stuff. Sure. So, 
might be a good way for them to test the waters for that yeah and there's no like miniatures or anything like that so it's a it's an easier makes it a little, okay thing to swallow very yeah. cool i played parks again nice uh really enjoy that game the parks expansion is uh live on kickstarter as well okay what is the expansion uh it's an additional mechanic and more cards and more spaces to okay. go to go to um i'm not sure if i'll get it um i think i think the game is probably fine where it is okay you don't think this would maybe add anything to it not nothing significant enough okay fair enough um i think i, I although i think it's only like 25 bucks and the art's great um, yeah so yeah. um they do have a matching game as well that came out you know in case okay. that's more your speed um, like a memory matching game yes like tiles that you flip over and hooked it okay yes, yes. Well, there it is there it is um <laughs> thought that was strange that but, is strange um i think it's you know it's probably like a easy con sell for them oh yeah you, you see it at the con mm-hmm. it's really pretty i mean it's all the 59 parks art well you know everyone like a bunch of dice games based on like the yahtzee re-roll thing that's simple enough maybe someone will make a game out of memory match <laughs> in a way that's intense in some way because uh, i had the the memory game that i had like every time you made a match you get to move your pawn around the board and if you get all the way around you win i mean you can there, the, the standard one is you just flip them over and remove them from the board right yeah but in this one each space was a different picture <clears throat> and if you found that match you can move to that space kind of thing okay it does it does say that there's a strategic twist on the memory game there's like different abilities that you have that might let you like flip over in different one or if you um so it does sound like a gamified memory game. yeah it's gamified we'll see how it goes you know i i think it'll be the new big thing it could be a fun filler game yeah you know what i mean it's only like 20 bucks so is it a separate kickstarter is it an add-on with the uh, it's part of it. So they launched both of them together. Oh, okay. Which is another very common thing this year. Is yeah, I saw, um, games. I saw, what is it, um, that roll and write game where you're on tour. Yeah. And what's the other one? And that QE. Yeah. Yeah. So those are both reprints. Yes. Um, although on tour has an expansion launching with it. That Kickstarter confuses me. Yes. It's like I, there's a European expansion, but they're also reprinting the, the old game. Right. And then QE is getting a reprint, mm-hmm. but doesn't have anything new. I don't know. It's all very confusing. Are they hard to find for some reason? Is that why they had to go? No. I mean, there it is. (laughs) I don't know. Board Game Tables is a very confusing company to me. Okay. Because they make board game tables, but then they also publish games. Well, they kind of go together. And they also do the board game bags. So they make like accessories to game on and travel And games. And games. Yeah. They do everything. They do Um, it all. They're cool. They're cool people. I talked to them at Gen Con Mm -hmm. and uh, they're doing a lot. It seems like they're dipping their fingers in all the baskets. Yeah. Speaking of doing a lot, Wormwood is doing a dice Kickstarter, like for dice and not just like dice holders. Right. Which is like... Are they doing... Like, how are their dice different than... They're all like custom designed. Okay. Um, but they're not like wooden dice. No. No, okay. no. They're all... Um, they're all resin or gems. Okay. Gem dice are cool, man. I just cannot afford that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you if you invest in one, you know... But here's the thing. I'll invest in them, and then I'll have that 1d20 that I hate and never roll it. Right. You know, it's in my dice jail. Or you'll lose it. Or I'll lose it. That's probably more fair. Oh, I played uh, Grand Austria Hotel. Oh, okay. Uh, So Grand Austria Hotel is a game from the early 2000s. It's a, like, mid-weight Euro game, where the whole idea is that you are trying to... You're attracting people into your restaurant, 
and then you're overfeeding them and getting them drunk where they have to even <laughs> stay in your hotel. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and then once they're in your hotel, you have to get them to your room, to their room. Oh, this sounds more creepy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you want to have, you want to fill up your, your room. Your, your hotel, sorry. Okay, I was about to say, are you one guy in this hotel trying to fill up your yeah, room you're, you're, with random guests? You're a hotel hustler. <laughs> Dude, we're all, we each will go to this hotel, we rent out a room, we get random people drunk and just stuff them into our hotel yeah. rooms. The game. Um, it has this really interesting mechanic, though. So you, you have a, a pool of dice, and every turn you're going to go around snake draft order and draft a die. When you draft a die, you're going to take that action. But you'll take that action... You take that action a number of times equal to the number of die there. So, for instance, one of the actions is to get food. Okay. Right? So you'll get a number of food equal to the number of dice on this action space. And the action space are broken up by the die faces. So okay. one through okay. six, and you'll do whatever whatever they say. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You can hire staff, which are kind of like your engine bonuses. So, like, whenever you put a red guest in the red room, you get two points. Hmm. And there's also, like, in-game scoring staff as well. Very interesting. Very it sounds... I mean, maybe it's just the drafting of the dice thing reminds me of um, that boat game. Fleet? Fleet. It's not uh, like that? No, not okay. at all. So it's not like a roll and write kind of thing? No. Okay, no, good. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Fantastic. It is, it is a Euro game with dice. Okay, cool. Definitely not, like, traditional Euro. Okay. But I like it because it provides a little bit of randomization there. And just the, the, the dice drafting mechanic is cool because um, you can also... Let's say that there's nothing you want. So you can decide to pass, and then when it comes back around to you, once everybody else picks, you can then take all the dice and re-roll them. Oh, okay. And then reselect them, and then you can keep doing that as many times as you want. Oh, neat. Yeah, that sounds fun. I want to check that out. What's yeah. it, Austrian, Grand Austrian Hotel? Grand Austria Hotel. It's from uh, Mayfair Games. Okay. Like I said, came out early 2000s. Nice. Um, but super fun. It, it has that, you remember Oh My Goods? Yeah. It has that same kind of art okay. style to it. That like weird like I don't like, know what you call it Renaissance esque or yeah no. like big head people yeah um super fun though yeah I've checked that out yeah uh, I've played City of Kings multiplayer finally look at you yeah not a solo I played with Jenny uh, we had a lot of fun it's kind of neat to play multiplayer because you're like do we spread out and do our own thing or do we focus on the goal because you're on a time limit now how different is it compared to solo like are the mechanics very different or no is the it- me- well no the mechanics aren't different however. We played a mission I had not played before, so the sure. mechanics of that mission were different. Otherwise, sure. it plays the same way. Okay. But you run into that thing where I can kind of see, oh, if I do this, then you can do this. The quarterbacking problem. Right, yeah. right. But I just sort of take a step back and let you do whatever you want. And sure. it, it makes the game, like, it comes up with ideas I wouldn't have thought of by myself. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. So now I've played all the three different mission types where one of them is you just kill people, one of them is you have to collect, gather resources, and the last one is you have to build stuff. Okay. So it was neat to do the building one. Cool. Uh, I also played Arboretum again. Yeah. I like that game a lot. Uh, I found out that it's much easier to like just you play it and then you kind of figure it out than to teach it. Teaching it is the wording's awkward. Teaching it is tough. Mm-hmm. But once you get it, you're like, okay, now I understand. Yeah, it's kind of like playing Splendor. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, kind of just have to do it. Right. And once you do it, you're like, okay, now I understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if the deluxe version is worth it. You know, 45 bucks for a oh, bunch of foil no, cards. no, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, the art's pretty enough as its own. I don't need to... Yeah, be blinded exactly. by it. <laughs> blinded by the light. Blinded by the trees. Uh, I, I I like Arboretum enough. Mm-hmm. It's a great great little filler game. Uh, it's heavier than I like. It heavy isn't the word. Like the rules are simple, 
but is very thinky. Like the strategy yes. behind it is pretty intense. Yes. Because it's not only the what do I lay out, it's what do I hold on to. Right. It is fairly quick though. 15, 20 minutes. If you both know what you're doing, yes. Yes. If you both know what you're doing, absolutely. I think if you play three or four players, it'll probably be closer to 45. Because the deck gets larger the more people you add. If you have four people that know what they're doing, yeah. maybe you can do a four-player game in 30. Yeah. But that's, again, people paying attention and playing the game. You just need better game players. I guess so. Oops. Uh, we were talking with Gabriel Robinson, who has an RPG zine coming out on Kickstarter. Actually, the Kickstarter just ended, uh, and he will be on a future episode telling us about his process and uh, his experience on Kickstarter. He has a lot of different stretch goals coming out on it, including tables, uh, new denizens, and a different resurrection guide for uh, other games such as D&D, etc. So yeah, it looks like uh, it's uh, expanded quite a bit since he released it. Pretty excited to check it out. Yeah, Tro- The trophy RPG that, that it's based on, though, uh, is still out. It's mm-hmm. got a couple days left on it. Fully funded. They're, at the time of recording, over 1,000% funded. Right. Which is right. great. Which is awesome. Very yeah. excited. I like that game a lot. Yeah. Um, I do want to check out the gold one, too. I have another friend who's uh, getting ready to put a game on um kickstarter soon i won't give away too much of it but it is a, a dice game mm-hmm. uh he's been play testing it i tried it out it's a lot of fun there's a few mathematical quirks that need to be worked out like odds with dice games sure. etc um but it's a really neat idea and i got to see the prototype artwork it looks really cute so hopefully once that comes out we'll be able to give out more details and then i have another friend who's releasing a full rpg system on kickstarter as well which I hope I'm the best, but we were talking about how there's a lot of them on there right yeah. now. So yeah, I think tough. the competition's going to be quite high. It's tough. Have you ever thought of putting anything on Kickstarter? No, I, not, I your, not your jam? I don't I don't create like that. Okay. You know, all of my creation is content-related. Sure. It's I see what not, you're saying. It's not like... It's not uh, the it's not concept. It's the... We should do it. We should release, release the Table Hops board game. The all-white one? The all-white <laughs> Dude, April Fools is coming up. Maybe this is the year we release the all-white game that does nothing. Let's talk about our upcoming game days. So we just finished our Azul game day. Yeah, went great. Went awesome. Yep. Uh, gave away a copy. Very exciting. You can check out the winners on Instagram. Next month, uh, March 18th, that's going to be our Megaland game. Yeah. So that should be a fun push-your-luck game right in time for St. Patrick's Day. And you're going to Gen Con this year. Going to Gen Con. Very Before exciting. that, we've got board games at the beach in right. April. In April, right. Yeah. Oh, I want to go this year, but it's always right after my spring break, and I can't yeah. take what time yeah. off. Last Ooh. weekend in April, uh, yep. so that'll that'll be fun. Fun little three and a half, technically, days of, of gaming fun. Yeah. Check them out. Passes are, are dumb cheap. Okay. Uh, they're 50 bucks for a single, 90 bucks for a couple. They have a interesting VIP experience this time where it, you get to go through their two and a half million dollar consignment wow um, of all these ancient products everything from like original D stuff like yeah. still sealed oh that's toys cool. you know gunpla i remember i saw lionheart at gen con in their in their like, oh, yeah. old games library yeah. i'm like mm, i should probably get that but no <laughs> <laughs> where can they get those passes is it just uh capefeargames.com or uh yep so if you uh go to capefeargames.com or you can look up board games at the beach on facebook you can check them out there block rates are for the hotel are still available like I want to say like $94 a night. Oh, that's not bad. Which is, yeah. Sure. Uh, and people game up until the wee hours in the morning. The wee hours. Um, the other thing that comes with the VIP badge, by the way, is a uh, dinner and drinks at the sideboard, which is the board game cafe. Oh, yeah. Um, that wasn't there last year, so this will be cool right. for you to check that out, too. Yeah. 
checked it out quite a few times. It's pretty sweet. Nice. Definitely a good place to hang out and have yes. some have some brews. I would like to go. Just quit your job. That's what it is. It's got to quit my job. Yeah, Gen Con's coming up in August. Super exciting. We've got some other kind of things in the midst trying to figure out if we're doing Origins, um, which has become like the big release one. Okay. Um, As opposed to Gen Con. Yeah. Okay. Gen Con definitely got some releases, but the big, big releases have been at Origins. Origins. Okay. When is Origins? Origins is in June. Okay. It's like middle to the end of June. Got it. Somewhere around in there. So yeah, so that's coming up. BGG Con, possibly... It's the uh, summer of cons. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 ramping back up, and it's coming up quickly. You know, sooner than we thought. Tantrum right. Tantrum Con just passed. Okay, um, which that's in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, um, they're a big like gaming con. Tantrum okay. Tantrum House is another board gaming podcast. Okay, um, and so they run their own con every year. Oh, that's pretty which cool. Is cool. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. We have a local con, uh, Neptune Con. Check that out. It's uh, down at the oceanfront. Everyone in the Hampton area should check them out. Facebook slash. Facebook, yeah, Tidewater, Tidewater Area, Area Gaming yeah. Society. Like I said, they meet up every month, the first Saturday of every month at the Maya Obendorf Central Library Very nice. in Virginia Beach. The one that looks like a spaceship. It does look like a spaceship. Uh, they have a huge library of games that they bring with them, and they get to game up until like 10 o'clock at night. So Very they game cool. after the library closes. That's neat. Yeah. After hours gaming. The Twitch thing's been great, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. So we had uh, quite a few viewers on our last D&D thing, and then I watched some of your painting thing. Yeah. Uh, and then my computer gave out again. Now it's working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those have been great. You know, just been cool to kind of connect with the community in, in a certain way. Sure. Paint night is always Thursday at seven o'clock. Cur- yes. The rest of the schedule. It's kind of open to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little difficult with our, cause we have a stupidly large 11 player group. So I have to deal with their schedules right. in a way that makes sense. Right. This is close as I can get it. Right. <laughs> at Und- least it's on the week. <laughs> Understood. So check us out. Twitch.tv slash table ops. Absolutely. And uh, be sure to give us a follow uh, and hang out with us. And, sure. You know, if you're free on Thursday nights, come hoppy with us. Whatever that means. If that means quilting or sewing or cooking or whatever you like. Whatever you want to do. Covering yourself in paper mache. That's a different stream. Mm. <laughs> that That's Tuesdays. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great, great times! times.